Hello boys and girls, sports fans and assorted waifs and strays, it's Den here from Diginomica and today is Thursday the 7th of March 2019. In this particular edition I'm only going to talk about one thing and that's the 2019 restructuring at SAP that sees some 4,500 jobs uh, disappear uh, while at the same time SAP notes that there are 3,000 open positions. Before going any further, it's probably a good idea to remind people that uh, this particular restructuring was announced in January when the company put out its Q4 financial year 2018 results. Um, they did not provide a great deal of detail other than to hint that it would be both Germany and the United States where the impact would be seen greatest. And from everything that we've seen, that is in fact the case, although uh, it isn't just restricted to those particular geographies. So, why does this matter? Well, the first reason that it matters is because, as far as I'm aware, this is the largest reorganisation that SAP has undertaken for at least 20 years. Okay, We did see a reorganisation in 2015, uh, but it wasn't on, on this sort of scale. The second reason that this is important is because of where SAP is focusing attention. Now, the picture is not entirely crystal clear. There is some doubt in my mind as to whether the information that I've got is entirely correct, but I'll tell you what I know based upon many conversations. The first is, is that there does appear to be a de-emphasis on HANA. Don't ask me why, because this doesn't make sense to me, given the fact that HANA, as far as we've been told for the last 10 years, is the backbone for the future of SAP's own products okay um that's one thing that i've been told another thing that i've been told is that hana cloud platform is looking to be on its way out um i'm sure sap will deny that given the fact that there is a roadmap as late as the end of 2018 and some updates uh, going forward but the fact of the matter is is that sap has woken up to the reality that it cannot compete with Amazon Web Services, Google Cloud, or Microsoft Azure. There's no point in it trying to enter battles that it can't win. And so it does make sense for them to scale back their ambitions as far as that's concerned, and maybe even let them die. But it does create a different problem, and that is, is that trying to support three major global uh, cloud platforms is not a trivial task, and especially not when you're hefting complex applications like S4 um, in, in that particular way. So, you know, regardless of the fact that SAP is apparently scaling back efforts on its own cloud platform, it still needs significant development resources in order to achieve its ambitions of getting its customers into the cloud. But as it relates to the restructuring, things are just that little bit more complicated because uh, when I got a call from SAP about um, things that were happening in the public domain, and I'll come to that in a second, um, what I was told was that there was an emphasis on on-premise. Now, what exactly that means, I don't know, because I didn't have time to explore the entire, com uh, the entire thing. But again, as far as I can tell, it would appear that ABAP is being targeted or ABAP developers are being targeted. 
Um, it also seems to be the case that um, sales and pre-sales are being uh, targeted. That absolutely makes sense if you're de-emphasizing the on-premises world. But it's the it's this whole business of the developer environment and what's going on there that it, it just kind of confuses me a, a little bit. Um, so, in and amongst other things, and at around about three o'clock yesterday afternoon, my Twitter feed lit up like the proverbial Christmas tree. And it carried on like that through until about nine o'clock last night, at which point I started to write a story which uh, went out very, very late last night, um, but which has been seen by um, well over 11,000 people so far and has been retweeted all over the place, etc., etc. Let's Let's just get a few things clear here. Any change in the organization and especially when you're looking at substantial restructurings of this kind there's a huge amount of emotional um stuff that goes with this okay um it's inevitable and and this is going to be true for everybody who's uh, impacted and by everybody who's impacted what i actually mean is everybody because leaders have to deal with this Managers have to deal with this, supervisors have to deal with it, and those who are affected and being shown the door, they obviously are affected by it, okay? Now, here come the problems. Historically, SAP has been really terrible at communications. You know, it seems that every time it has something important to say, somehow or other it manages to drop the ball. I don't know if this is a DNA problem or what kind of problem it is, but it manages to drop the ball in some way. Okay, how has it dropped the ball this time round? Well, it's actually a victim of the way in which it looks at the workforce. You see, what SAP has done here is that it has looked at locations, it's looked at roles, and where it deems appropriate, it's wiped locations out, it's wiped roles out. And that's fine. Going alongside that, remember also how SAP looks at uh, talent. One of the things that um, is, is, is always interesting here is to study how SAP's bench strength, historical bench strength, has carried it through all manner of crises and ups and downs and so on and so forth. Um, and so even though there have been many, many, many changes over the last however many years you want to count, um, SAP still manages to perform. Okay. And one of the reasons that it does this is because it has several strands to the way in which it grows talent. Okay, It looks for talent that has got um, potential for the future. And it's got, it looks for talent where there is a different type of potential that can be pulled forward. Okay, But that doesn't necessarily... Uh, track back to the role okay there are there are a number of people at sap that i could mention here who have had multiple roles not in the same field so some have been in development they've gone out of development they've gone into other areas they've gone into enablement they've gone into sales blah blah it's all about how do you get the bench strong okay there is a problem with that and that is is that there are plenty of people out there who are perfectly happy with the role that they're in. They are they don't want to grow. They're perfectly happy because they're doing a job that they love. And in some cases, those people become extraordinary experts at what they do. And the SAP, there are a number of these people. 
it's not a huge number, but there are a number of these people. And several of them that I know personally um, have been caught in the in the mix here. Now, SAP, for its part, says we've got 3,000 open roles. Yes, there are 4,500 roles being uh, terminated, but there are 3,000 roles available, or positions rather available globally, and people are being given the opportunity to... Um, to 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 apply for those that's not my point um you know we could go on about we could go on about that in for some considerable amount of time and i'm perfectly well aware of the fact that there are groups of people who are talking to me on back channel but being very very quiet in the public domain because they don't want to risk the 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 potential for them to be able to find another position okay so but what does this mean and why am i sort of laboring this point a few of these people are extraordinary in ways that are very, very difficult to define. But they are geniuses, at least from where I'm sitting. They are world-class mentors. They have delivered masterclasses all over the world, year in, year out. They're widely respected in the ecosystem of developers. And they have end-to-end process knowledge about how HANA works. So why has SAP gotten rid of them? Now, SAP says that it hasn't. But when one of these people says, I'm out of a job, I've been laid off, it's very difficult to square that logic with what SAP believes it has done. So here's here's the real thing. SAP has to has to make what one person described to me as macro moves. Micro moves don't work for it. But in macro moves, you think in a different way. And SAP doesn't think in terms of the talent that it has got from a functional standpoint, or it's not thinking about it. Instead, it's thinking about the roles that those people play in the solutions that SAP may or may not want to continue to support together with the locations where they are, okay? And in some parts of America, that means that you're employed at will and it doesn't matter if you've been there one year, one minute, or 20 years, you're gone. If your role has been terminated, you are gone. And that is one of the reasons that my Twitter feed lit up like a Christmas tree. And as I said at the time, this was something that I really feared. I feared the SAP would make the same mistake that it made years ago when it let the industry experts walk out the door and with it the knowledge that they had for industry solutions, okay? SAP is at great risk at this point in time, in my opinion, of letting incredible knowledge and incredible talent walk away from itself, okay? Now, these guys are not going to have problems getting work. Let's let's not be... Let's, let's not be too worried about them. Um, you, you know, their kind of experience is so well known in the industry that, that they'll find work pretty, pretty easily. Others it may not be so easy for, especially if they don't have the kind of profile that some of these folk have. So I'm, I'm confident that everybody will, be, uh, will find a place. I, I am confident about it. But it does raise questions in the minds of many, many people as to what SAP has been thinking about in terms of the way it manages talent. 
because it can't be good for the future. It really cannot be good. But there are other complications as well. And um, Holger Mueller wrote a very, very good uh, analysis of how he sees the development organization. And, and he now describes it as a matrix organization. In other words, there is no single technical leader. There are a group of leaders, okay? Um, Christian Klein, Jürgen Müller, and Rob Enslin, okay? Um, Klein and Müller have the have technical things together with Sap Hanna and uh, S4 Hanna, sorry. Rob Enslin, though, has what what Holger nicely refers to as the six sisters. These are the acquired products. Success factors, hybris, Qualtrics, you name it. It just goes on. Sorry, there is one exception, that's Ariba. Um, I think that, uh, that Rob has got one heck of a problem on his hands because we're also told that retention rates for cloud revenues are not as good as SAP wants them to be. Why might that be the case? Well, there's a whole ton of reasons why that could be the case. Um, it could be that SAP doesn't hasn't had a, a, a good way of being able to sell a lot of this stuff, um, but that's probably less of a problem than the functional fit that people actually want and whether their customers are truly ready for some of these solutions again it's an open question but you know the only one that we tend to hear about is, is success factors everything else we just don't get to hear about them at all so you know you've got to assume that the the arr on those solutions is is modest at best okay um so you, you know he, he has we're told that also that there are functional issues there so it may well be that you know where Enslin needs to spend his money is in, in getting the product market fit better. But it's across all of these solutions, okay? And to the best of my knowledge, none of them integrate. And that, again, is another problem because SAP built its reputation on integrated processes, yeah? It's now spanning way, 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 way more than it ever was in the days of R3 and even in the days of ECC, right? So how is it going to handle this? Because if SAP is to deliver on the vision of the intelligent enterprise, then it has to be able to get hold of the data that sit in all these other systems and do so in a coherent manner that makes sense to everybody. And that is no easy task. And that, by the way, is before we start thinking about the platforms on which these are going to operate, okay? Because all of these are going to have choices as well. In addition to that, because um, because these are development organizations have been chopped up into these pieces, I have to ask the question, well, where is the resource allocation? What's actually going to happen? Is the money going to be put into some platform services? Is it going to be put into S4? Is S4 itself going to be de-emphasized and, and left to be the cloud equivalent of ECC, but not quite? Um, with with the the money going to all the relatively new things, I mean, what is going to happen here? Um, one thing we do know is that SAP has said that it needs to save or wants to save about a billion euros a year. Okay, and, that, and that's going to come out of people by and large. Um, so there's a very confusing situation here. I think SAP could have done a much much better job 
SAP has argued that it was limited in terms of what it could say, uh, you know, potentially for legal reasons. I, you know, I, I can kind of get that. Um, but I just think it's got this one. I just think it's got this one wrong. And um, for a whole variety of practical reasons and for a whole variety of other reasons, which open up all sorts of development questions, which customers are going to hold, have to hold SAP's feet to the fire about this. I mean, in these circumstances where it is saying that it's short of people in a whole bunch of areas, but on the other hand, it's having to deal with the trauma of getting rid of a whole bunch of people, how much action are you really going to see over the course of the next quarter or two? I don't think it's going to be a lot. Um, so if you're an SAP customer with needs at this point in time, then you've got to press them hard to stick to the roadmaps. You must get them to do that. Because otherwise, where's your value going to come from? Okay. Um, let's try not be, be too emotional about this one. But as I say, I can, I can perfectly understand it. And I also understand the outrage that some people feel uh, where certain people have been um, given the chop. Anyway... That's as far as I want to take it at this point in time. I'm sure that I could make it a lot simpler, uh, but then this is a complex problem. See you later, guys.